You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Well, obviously coming off a very successful 2016 season, how difficult is it for this team to put Game 7 and that disappointment behind them and really concentrate on moving forward? Well, I think there was such a sense of satisfaction over the fact that they got as far as they did. I mean, they were operating with two and a half starting pitchers. Terry Francona was leaning more on a bullpen than most managers would in a postseason setting. And I feel like with, they didn't have Michael Brantley. You know, they didn't have Danny Salazar, Carlos Carrasco. This is a team that even though the loss was so difficult to swallow, they felt you know, happy with what they were able to do under depleted circumstances. And I feel like now coming into spring, the senses among this team that they have their team back and if they can get that far with a team that was as injury riddled as it was there's a lot of confidence that with health they have the ability to get right back there and even in the wake of game seven in that clubhouse guys were already talking about getting to spring training getting this thing started again you know there's a real sense of unfinished business and instead of that normal spring optimism it's instead of we believe we can do it there's a group of guys that say we know we can do it we were just there is Kansas City Royals uh, someone that they're obviously familiar with within the division? Are they sort of the model of how to get over a difficult, heartbreaking Game 7 and, and focus on the task at hand and go out there and win the next year? Yeah, Indians manager Terry Francona and multiple players have already referenced the Royals. Like, look, it's not that long ago that we can point to a team that had this exact situation. They lost Game 7 at home. It was crushing. They came back a year later way more experienced got there again and won the whole thing. So, you know, a lot of players aren't necessarily in tune with the long history of the game, but when something's as recent as that and is so similar as that, they can definitely point to it as an example. And this Indians team is kind of built similarly to, the, to those Royals teams. Is it possible that this team is just skimming the surface of their potential? Because as you said, there were so many key components that weren't available to them during the postseason run because of injury, and now they're healthy. Right, and I think if you look at the core group, it's still a relatively young core here. You know, they have some veterans mixed in, some guys they have acquired, but it's still a relatively young team, so they feel like it's not just 2017. You know, they're going to be contending in 2018, 2019, 2020. You know, they really like the, the core that they have in place, but they recognize that their window is right now and right in front of them, and that's why you see a team go out and get an Edwin Encarnacion. Uh, the Cleveland Indians don't normally play in free agency like that. But they've recognized, we just got to the World Series, we have a need. Signing Edwin Encarnacion, bringing in Boone Logan, you know, those are big-time moves for a team that doesn't normally operate like that. And that really shows how much they want to capitalize on this window. Let's talk about a couple of, of individuals and their health. Uh, what is Michael Brantley's uh, situation right now, and what are the realistic expectations that he'll be ready for opening day? Yeah, I mean, no one is talking about opening day yet. He's still sort of penciled in. Um, he's working through soft toss drills right now. It very, feels very similar to a year ago, but the difference is this year they really want to make sure that when he comes back, he's back. You know, last year, they, you know, whether it was based on the feedback he was giving, feedback doctors were giving, you know, he would ramp up through these early hitting stages, and then it, then he'd get into games, and that's when he would hit a setback. So they're really taking it slow. You know, they want to make sure he plays in multiple games doesn't experience setbacks before they really have that clear gauge on where he's at. So they're really hopeful that he'll contribute this year and that the experience of his comeback and rehab and setbacks last year will help him better know how to give them proper feedback this time around.
Carrasco seems healthy. What's his workload going to be like in the spring? Because I feel like they want to stretch him out a little bit more. So he might pitch a few more innings than he's normally accustomed to. Right. I think the good news about Carrasco's injuries last year was that they didn't affect his arm. You know, so he only pitched around 140 innings, but it wasn't because his elbow was hurt or his shoulder was hurt. So this is a guy they want to be really aggressive with in spring training. He's back at 100%, and Mickey Calloway, the pitching coach, and Francona both said, you know, you're probably going to see Carrasco lead the team in innings this spring. It's a longer spring. They can afford to do that. Similarly, Danny Salazar got back into games in the World Series. He wasn't stretched out to start, so he entered the offseason much more confident in his own health and he's another guy that they're going to be aggressive with this spring, knowing that he's back at 100% and knowing that he didn't log the type of innings that Corey Kluver, Josh Tomlin, or even Trevor Bauer did last year. The organization's going to miss Mike Napoli, not only for what he does on the field, but obviously in the clubhouse. But they made a big splash signing in Edwin Encarnacion. What does he bring to this team, and how surprised were you, someone that follows your organization, that they went and made this move? Yeah, I think the assumption was always that Napoli was going to be re-signed. I mean, and even to the point that when they signed Edwin Encarnacion, Terry Francona's one of his first texts was to Mike Napoli to let him know that, you know, just when you have a chance to go out and get an Encarnacion, a team like the Indians has to go do it, especially in the situation that they're in. Um, His leadership that he brought to the clubhouse last year, Mike Napoli, you know, that's still going to be felt here this year. Guys like Jason Kipnis, Tyler Naquin, you know, those younger guys, those core guys, really, they're going to feed off that and learn from it and be able to apply it, especially now having gone through it themselves. But, again, when a team like the Indians has this unique opportunity and the resources now to go out and get an Edwin, Edwin Encarnacion, you know, he fits right in the middle of that lineup, provides that that just impact bat, a guy who's consistent and one of the premier sluggers in the game, and really gives this lineup a, a very deepened look throughout the middle. One of the best things about spring training is you get to see some of these position battles uh, and spots uh, on the pitching staff uh, play out. But this is a team that really has m- many of their positions already filled. So where are we going to see some of those those battles, maybe in a utility guy on the bench or, and certainly on the staff as far as the, the bullpen even shapes up? Yeah, I think it's kind of the mark of a good team when there's a lack of competition in spring training. Um, you never know what's going to happen injury-wise throughout the course of a long spring. But right now, it's that last spot or two in the bullpen. And as you mentioned, the, the utility role off the bench. So they're looking at guys like Eric Gonzalez, Michael Martinez, and even a prospect like Ronnie Rodriguez for that uh, utility role. And then for the bullpen, I mean, there's a long list of names. Some that stand out are, are young guys like Percy Garner, Sean Armstrong. Do they want to go with a Mike Clevenger, who they used in the bullpen last year? Um, it's going to be interesting to see how that those races do develop to fill out you know, the final spots on this roster that returns mostly intact. And then beyond that, they're going to be looking at younger guys, prospects like Brad Zimmer, Greg Allen, Yandy Diaz, again, Mike Clevenger, Cody Anderson, Ryan Merritt. These are guys that may not factor into the Major League opening day roster, but who very likely at some point could impact this team during the regular season. We saw last year, Ryan Merritt pitched them into the World Series. It wasn't on anyone's radar in spring training a year ago. To that point, uh, finally, who are some young players that you're keeping an eye out that could be impactful maybe in September or maybe in the next few years down the road? 
Yeah, again, as I mentioned, I think Brad Zimmer, Greg Allen, Yandy Diaz are kind of the three guys that really stand out. Yandy Diaz might be the closest to the big leagues. He plays third base, plays some outfield, kind of like that Jose Ramirez type role. Um, and as a really high contact hitter, a guy whose offensive skill set might translate more immediately to the big leagues. Zimmer and Allen are center fielders of the future. It's going to be interesting how this plays out. Zimmer will probably play center at AAA. Allen might go to AA just so they can both stay in center. Um, Allen last year had 119 runs scored and 45 stolen bases. Came into camp, won their uh, endurance test, you know, really blew away the Major League staff. I mean, they feel like this guy could be maybe even like a Rajay Davis type player eventually down the road. And obviously Brad Zimmer is their number one prospect, a guy who they're reworking his hitting mechanics and are hoping to unlock more power and consistency and the type of hitting that will be able to uh, be sustainable at the Major League level. MLB.TV Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.TV Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.TV for details.